Be'ezes Hashem Yisbarech. We will continue what we are learning in the Holy Letters, the Balatanya, letter number 12. But the Shir is in the Schus Rufu'a Shalema for Hinda Bastaber Achol. We are going in deep into this letter that explains the enormous revelation of the essence of compassion, which is the act of charity and compassion means peace, there's peace in the world. And the obsession with compassion brings a guaranteed silent tranquility that's never-ending and everlasting. And we are explaining that in order to fully appreciate this, the depth of this, one must go to the Macro, look at the telescopic portrait of the world, the panoramic vision. Be able to see in the depth of consciousness. What is the purpose of the world? What did the world look like in the beginning of the creation of the world? Then to see the virus, to see the autonomous nature of the world, to see how the world on its own, the way it was created, was designed for default. It was designed to break down. It was designed to have no purpose. And then to see the enormous opportunity in that. The enormous revolution and revelation. In creating a world that will eventually self-destruct. And to see how the world eventually self-destructed. And to understand the purpose of the Torah, the purpose of our holy mission. For that, we're going very deep into this idea that God, in the beginning, when he created the world, God's energy was infinite. But he wanted to express himself in a world. He wanted to create a world where there's a place of expression. And when we say a place of expression, we mean to say that in that place, God doesn't exist. He's not seen. He's not fully felt. He's not heard. And in that space, 
God relates to the world with ten energies. And those ten energies are the makeup of the world. And just like a husband and wife, in a metaphor where a wife will look at the husband and say, what is my husband thinking? What was he thinking? This is such a common terminology that a person says, what was he thinking? What's that? What is the, what is she thinking? What's he thinking? Which is means when you see an activity and you don't understand what the person was thinking. which in language of Kabbalah, that would mean you would just see the Gvura. You would just see the activity, the judgment. But you won't understand beyond the judgment, the measure for measure. What is the measure for measure? Everything in this world is cause and effect. Tremendous cause and effect. We're going deep into this, understand this. See your whole life is cause and effect. On a superficial level, everything you experience in your life is your own creation. It's your own cause and effect. A tremendous amount of judgment all the time, but superficial judgment where all of life happens on the edge. What that means is all of life is superficial. There's no intelligence in life. Every day is separate from the next day. You understand what that means? If you understand what that means, according to Kabbalah, according to Hasidic philosophy, God wanted to reveal himself as man, to reveal himself as Odoma Elioin. What does that look like? Explain the holy Kabbalists. There's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Do you know what that is? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday are the six energies that we're talking about. Chagas. Each one of those energies is God's energy. So what does it mean that God is man? What does it mean that he wants to express himself? That means when you look back at history, when you look back at these six days of the week, when you look back at a full week, you and your spouse, what have you accomplished this week? What are you celebrating on Shabbos? What happens in this weekend? What happens? And the answer is that we're living on the edge. There's a tremendous fragmentation. Sunday has nothing to do with Monday, and Monday has nothing to do with Tuesday. And for sure, by the time it comes to Shabbos, you can't wait for Shabbos because you're resting on Shabbos. But are we living with Shabbos, where Shabbos is the culmination? Are we living with Shabbos that there's a whole unit? This week was a whole unit, a unit of time. We're the body of time. There's a body of time, a complete 
a tremendous energy of unity, a shalom between each day. And that's his part of Golis, that we're living on the edge, which means we don't, we live on the superficial level. We don't see that there's an enormous thing going on in this world. Seven days of the week is not seven days of the week. Not for nothing that the whole entire world recognizes that on Saturday we rest and on Sunday is a new week. It's not for nothing that seven days the world was created and the seventh day God rested. To understand the enormity of this is to begin to understand what did God want with this world. When we say, God, you are the neshama l'chala you are the soul of all the souls, to look back into history and to see that in the first thousand years of creation, God was giving his kindness. And in the second thousand years of creation, to look back and see that God was giving his strength, measure for measurability, no more living that long, tremendous measurement. And in the third thousand years, which is the third day, he introduced the Torah, which is his compassion, which is his wisdom, which is to discover and to go through all the days in history and to understand that every week there's a cultivation of a different energy in every day of the week. But if you're living on the edge, it's superficial, you can't see it. You can't see it and each one looks like it's separate. And this is an enormous thing to understand because you, we must go to cosmic man. We must understand that the whole entire world is something entirely different than what we think on the edge, on the superficial level. Your marriage is something much deeper than what it looks like on a superficial level. The marriage of God to the Jewish people is much deeper than what it looks like. There's something enormous, there's something significant that God is trying to accomplish with this world. So when we look, when we say, we don't see God in this world, we have faith, we don't see God, what we see is nature. Where is God in that nature? Explain the holy Kabbalists that this sphere of Gvura, that nobody knows how to define it, it's called strength, it's called holding, it's called restricting, it's called judgment, it's called power, it's called details, it's called body, it's called the left side, it's called limited, it's called measure for measure. However you want to call Gvura, this Gvura that you're seeing, Gvura Hashem, that's the world that you look at every morning when you wake up in the morning. The narrow down energy, measure for measure energy, where every creature has its own amount of energy to be alive. Anything that's moving aimlessly, including me and you, that's the gvura of God. That is the limited measure for measure, cause and effect energy that there isn't a life all the time. Now when man makes up, wakes up in the morning and he starts to clean his eyes to start to see and he starts to 
say the brachas and start to introduce some food into his system so he starts to wake up. That is the experience of Vura. That is just a limited, superficial, living on the edge life. But then he will have to go deeper to wake up fully, not to just be awake. That he's alive, just like everything else in the world, which is Gvura energy, which is limited energy. The world is just spectatorship. He has to wake up to something more. Where the world is not creating a reaction in him, but he's holding the world, he's creating the world, he's reacting to the world, he's bringing peace into the world. It's an enormous idea to understand that there's Gvura and there's Chesed. When you wake up in the morning, the world wants to suck you in. It wants to drown out all your energy. It wants to keep everything asleep, semi-asleep, lucid dreaming. The world is a lucid dream. A lucid dream means you're not sure if you're asleep, you're not sure if you're awake. Because Gvura energy is equal, soul and body is equal. Always measure for measure, always giving the tiny amount of energy, exactly what you need and no more. And in that space, the world is basically asleep. It's lucid dreaming. And that space resembles what it looks like when you wake up in the morning. You're awake, but you're not asleep, but you're not awake. That's the Gvura energy. Who's Gvura energy? God's Gvura energy. He put his Gvura energy into this world. And this whole world that you see is basically Gvura. It's this big body of time and space that's being filled with the soul of God. With the limited, limited wakeful energy of God. And now when you wake up in the morning, your, your own job, your own mission, before you're introduced to anybody, is to introduce your chesed into your gvura. Because as long as you are not fully awake to your mission, as long as you're not fully cognizant what you're doing over here, as long as you don't know what you're going to do today, you will walk around aimlessly. You will walk around and you will continue the lucid dream. You're slightly more awake than you were when you were asleep. You're slightly more awake than you were from the moment you woke up. So there's an evolution process. There's sleep, deep sleep, less of a deep sleep. You wake up and then you finally open your eyes and walk around aimlessly. They're all versions of sleep because they're all the Gvura measure for measure, cause and effect, the laws of consequence. But the goal is to wake up your right side. Whether you're a man or woman, to wake up your wisdom, your right side, and to say, what am I doing over here? The Holy Balatanya and his Lukuti Torah Torah or every mimer he would ask, he would ask a question, he would say, to order to understand this, we need to ask the question, why did I come into this world? You understand what it means? 2,000, my modern, to ask this question almost every time. 35,000 hours, the holy Tzemach Tzedek, his grandchild, spent compiling and working through his discourses, the holy Balatanya's discourses. And every mimer, every single magnificent, enormous concept that he would share everything would say in order to understand this we got to ask ourselves the question why did I come down into this world 
this that question is an enormous idea of being consciously awake to my gvura, consciously awake to my gvura through my chesed, which means to create compassion. The beginning of compassion looks like when I ask this question, why am I in this world? So now to understand this enormous idea, you have to look at this cosmically, collectively. God created this world. He created it with his gvura energy. You understand? To relate to this on a cosmic level means to understand, to understand your obligation. You take a metaphor, husband and wife. Man wants to get married to a woman. And then his full real interaction with the woman is that she criticizes him. He doesn't even know her yet and she criticizes him. Or she's complaining or she's going through frustration. Now the question is, what's his job at that moment? To become reactive? Would you see the enormous opportunity to get to know her, to get to understand her, to get to understand where that's coming from, to understand beyond that frustration? If he's in touch with marriage, he understands the purpose is to complete, create over here harmony, the purpose is to create compassion, the purpose is for me to get to know her and for her to get to know me and for us to be interchangeable. That's a tiny example of one moment in time, either in the beginning of marriage or during your marriage. But the same exact thing is to understand this in its enormity with the whole entire life. To wake up in the morning and to say, what is all of this? And then to say, you know those 10 energies that God limited himself to? You're looking at this enormous world. You're looking at the gvura of Hashem. You're looking at the measure for measure. You're looking at the body of, the, of God. The body of God. He created a world with a body, the organ. What does it mean, the organ of God? That he wants that his energy should be revealed. When you look at your body, what is the body that you're looking at in the mirror? You're looking at an enormous soul that's deep inside you, that's revealed, coming out through your body, through all different organs, your eyes, your ears, your nose. You're able to smell, touch, feel. You're able to love. You're able to hate. You're able to see. You're able to internalize, you're able to meditate, you're able to do enormous amount of things. Where does that come from? Because God wanted the same thing with the world. He wanted that his energy, his infinite energy should be revealed throughout the whole world. That the whole world should sing in unison God's unity. You understand what that looks like? The enormous idea, a wakeful, holy person who's completely attentive with every one of his organs are perfect in perfect genius. Each one of his organs are the purpose. Which is like savant energy. You know, you look at a savant, he knows 10,000 books by heart, the savant's able to draw. Imagine every one of our organs, savant energy. A savant energy means each and every organ is genius. That's what God wanted with the world. But what do we see? We see a world of only gvura energy, only superficial. We judge it for the body. But where's the soul? What's the meaning behind it? Where's God's chachma? 
Where's the wisdom over here? And the answer is the wisdom over here is God's intelligence, which is the Torah. You understand now the secret of the whole entire Torah? You're looking for the right side. You're looking for deep inside, whether you're a man or woman, the right side, all the way in the right side in your head is the wisdom, is where you begin to think, where you begin to have intelligence. You think that that's just a processor of intelligence, but what is your intelligence? That depends on how you're brought up. That depends on what your life is. Some people's intelligence is just nonsense. They want to go to the park every day and they want to just have fun. They want to make a lot of money so they can sit and watch sunsets. And some people want to save the world. What's God's intelligence? What is God's chachma? What does chachma datsilis look like? Well, you're looking at that right now if you're learning the Torah. The Torah is God's intelligence. And the deeper you go into the Torah, the deeper you see the purpose of life. And when you begin to understand that, that our mission on this world is to inter-include these ten energies of God. God gave us the ability to generate deep within our limited version of Him, which is the feminine, which is to understand that husband and wife are one, God and the Jewish people are one. We are more responsible for the body. That means we have these ten energies more in a materialistic way. We make everything real. We make God's infinity real in this world. We mimic our creator. We can be selfless or selfish. We can take this body that we were given and corrupt it, or we can use it for its creative power to give to another person, to understand the enormous the enormity of compassion. Which means all the time to seek, to unite God's energy and my energy, which means... To unite Odom Elion and Odom Atachten, to unite Odom Echava, to unite Kuchabrichon and Kresis Yisro, which means to ask myself, what's the purpose over here? To make God real, just like in a marriage, a woman's job is to make her husband's love real, to make a child, to bring, to narrow him down, to make him live in the home, to make him that he shouldn't be all over the place. That's our job with God. God is hovering. God is all over. Even when he's in this world, aimlessly this everything's asleep but to bring his chesed into his gvura which means to bring God into our life to make it real through mitzvahs through compassion through giving charity through being selfless and in that state we usher in a deep deep energy of our core we wake up to our purpose to wake up to your purpose means to go deep within inside and to go beyond the chesed to go into the gvura so on some level, when you learn Torah, you're even engaged in compassion. But on a deeper level, when you're looking at everybody around you and you realize that they're not here for you. You're not a spectator. You're not just witnessing. You're not in the Gvura state. Your job is to go beyond the Gvura. Not to live on the edge at a sleep, but to go into your deep selfless state. The state where you and God are one. And to realize the awesome responsibility and ability to create the world with compassion. To be selfless. Not to look what I consume, what food is going to give me pleasure, but to look basically all the time what I can give, which then you're not eating for materialistic purposes. You're eating for the energy because your obsession is compassion. To look at your spouse and realize where I can give, to look at your child to realize where I can give, to be in a state of selflessness all the time, which is to create compassion out of this world, which is to make meaning into this world, to bring the holy Torah into its materialistic purpose where God's chachma 
chesed and netzach, all of his spheres will come from his right into his left, which means that the world will wake up to its consciousness, as will be in the Messianic era. But that is the mission of 15 million Jews. The woman of God, to bring her husband deep into the world, to narrow him down, to bring him in through prayer, through compliments, through mitzvahs, through giving, through feminine giving, which means to make it real, not to take selfishly, not to be a self-made woman. The Jewish people, we got all this where you chose us for us to be selfish, where you chose us for us to give back to you. And a true marriage, masculine, the man is making the woman queen all the time, and the queen is making the man king all the time, which is our obligation to crown God as king, to bring him in deep into the world. That's our feminine obligation as the woman of God, as the body of God, to change the world from its gvura, from its superficial, and to bring its light deep into the world. And that's what he's talking about, the obsessive energy. When you understand this, you go from shalom, from peace, to true tranquility and harmony, which is to understand this all the time, the tremendous obligation, the creative ability that the Jew possesses, that to be compassionate all the time is to make godliness real in this world.